0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying time is here. That's right. We're talking about House of Wax on kill by kill. Well, greetings and salutations, internet, your old pal Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from an town in the wilds of Florida slash Australia. This is the Kill by Kill podcast, where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film: the characters. And we're going to unpack all the goriest of details of 2005's House of Wax in the hopes that a young college football attendee's death is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make at their expense. And as always, there's only one person I trust, that if we need to kill someone quick, she'll pull the knife out of my thigh to do it. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Uh,
1: I'm good. Hey, Patrick. Yes. Did you know that this movie stars Paris Hilton? <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what?
0: That is a curious factoid that I almost didn't perceive when I watched it or saw the trailer or saw the marketing campaign, which issued out T-shirts that said, see Paris die May 19th, 2005.
1: Well, because if you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of references to Paris Hilton dropped, you know, liberally like Salt Bay over the you know, first <laughs> 25 minutes of the of the movie. You have someone saying that's hot.
2: Mm-hmm. You you
1: have her being caught maybe, you know, giving a guy a BJ on camera. Yeah, that's a reference. Nudge, nudge.
0: Yeah. And nothing is funnier than referencing revenge porn. I mean, it's just a laugh, right? I think we can all indulge in.
1: Yeah, I feel like she got the last laugh because she's actually not terrible in this.
0: No, she's just fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a, you know, she does all right.
0: Yeah, I, she does exactly what she's asked to do. Uh, and as someone who was forced to watch every episode of her Fox reality series, because I worked at the network at the time, I can tell you this is the best she has ever been on screen. <laughs> if there's a better performance by her congratulations thank you for watching it i don't know that i need to she's fine here everyone's fine here this is a pure it's fine trademark gina radcliffe movie
1: it sure is
0: all right but i don't want to alarm you gina before we go any further because um we are not alone that's right we have two special guests there the from the spectacular girl that's scary podcast the ones the only's cat and jazz hello hey (laughs) i'm so happy to have you here
2: finally we're so excited to be here
0: (laughs) yes and especially to
3: talk about this movie i saw in theaters my goodness i
2: I
0: saw it at a drive-in that's uh, I, I poor I dragged my poor wife to see it, I think, because whatever was in front of it, I actually wanted to see. It. And I'm like, do we dare stay for this? And she says, I'm too stoned to drive. So we watched it.
3: <laughs> That's a good time.
2: I'm actually jealous. <laughs> I wish I saw this in a drive.
0: <laughs> it was a it was, you know, there's a, a large section of this movie that takes place in the dark. And as anyone who has attended a modern drive-in will tell you, that's not a place for subtlety. You want to see a sunny movie at a drive-in because they don't turn the bulbs all the way up and everything kind of becomes mush. So there were things that I saw in this uh, viewing of this motion picture that I had never seen before.
3: Because lighting is important. Very much so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you mentioned that you saw it in the theater like in 2005. What was the... Impulse thing like I gotta go out and see House of Wax tonight.
2: You want to go first? Yes,
3: well, uh, <laughs> definitely. They had some appeal, you know, they sprinkled Paris Hilton in there, and she was a hot mm-hmm. thing back then. I was like, okay, let me pull up on Paris Hilton <laughs> and let me also pull up on Arnaz from one, one by was it what was that show? One, one on one, girl. I remember Cousin Des- Skeeter, y'all, uh, Cousin Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw him and was like, yes,
0: he has really nice eyes like i could stare into those eyes all day
3: he's so beautiful he's so handsome
0: yeah he he's really attractive and weirdly enough i looked at his resume because i'm like who is this guy and he has consistently worked since like 1996, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why aren't I seeing this guy more often?
3: I don't understand why we aren't seeing him more often because in the 99s and 2000s, I saw him on all the sitcoms. Me too. Uh, but not as much in movies, and I don't understand yeah. why.
0: He's very mu- he's very active on television. I mean, I uh, I was working on stuff for Empire, and I'm like, okay. I think I saw him on Empire, but he has an entire IMDb that is full of work. Like he's doing just fine. But uh, yeah, I I enjoy that gentleman's eyes. They're they're very nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, is a, this is a very attractive cast. Like even the villain is attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, like he has a twin brother, and they had to make him less attractive by having like literally half his face melted off.
0: Yeah, it was the same guy, and they're like... With, like, with, like, a, with like, a
1: Tommy Wiseau wig on him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't melt her! <laughs> so, uh, the thing that most horror people know about this movie is that it's a terrible House of Wax remake. House of Wax, uh, a 3D movie with Vincent Price from 1953. Um, I don't think I've seen it since I watched it on television, uh, but... Uh, the thing that this version is, is a g- amazing tourist trap remake. Cat uh, and Jazz, have either of you seen 1979's tourist
2: trap? Absolutely. Yes. And you can't see our face, but we just have like a, like, like a, a, light eye eye. <laughs> because number one, we love tourist trap two, yeah. two paired with one. I didn't even think about that in terms of house of wax. Like I, that just blew my mind. And it is, yeah. I'm like, wow, they're
0: the same. Yeah, they they pretty much are. And I don't know if it was necessarily intentional or it's something they kind of disco- like people discovered after the fact. I, I couldn't find any evidence of the filmmakers realizing that they were remaking a different movie. But it is obviously their goal, because this is very tourist trap with the absence of Pino Donagio's insane musical score, which will burrow its way into your dreams and expose your nightmares
1: it's a little tourist trap the other brother of uh, vincent got a, i got a, a kind of a leather face vibe from him oh
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah there's a little there's a little you know, homages here and there to lots of different mo- lots of different slasher movies
0: well and gina we've explored this a little bit in sort of getting into the 2000s remakes that we've covered here but we have another variation of the entire town is in on it. Now, this was that was Golden Dune's like favorite thing to do and it started in Texas Chainsaw remake. And then every movie after is like the whole town is in on it. Well,
1: you, you, I mean, when you could kind of consider the whole town is just the three brothers, I mean, <laughs> you know, every, everybody else just like left the town and, and I, yeah. and the brothers, I guess, just set about trying to recreate the town in Wax.
0: Yes. So, Repopulate it.
1: Yeah. So this town, like, you know, within 10 years just fell off the map. I, I don't know how that happens, but you know, I'm not going to question it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how Wax figures, you know, Susist outside for extended periods of time. And what we are told is the deep south. Because um I briefly existed in the deep south when I worked for Universal and I and I lived in Orlando for a little bit. And it was like walking through a shower every day. I've never sweated so much in my life.
1: Well, it's my favorite version of the deep south, like in uh in Shark Night where where <laughs> none of the main characters have have you know, deep southern deliverance accents but all yeah. all, the, all the supporting characters do
0: <laughs> yes that's right uh cat and jazz have, have either of you witnessed shark night 3d
1: i have
3: not unfortunately
1: don't, don't no it's not unfortunate <laughs> it's not unfortunate <laughs> oh, okay consider c- consider your consider yourself fortunate well i mean. I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, we kind of really love random shark
3: movies, especially if they're like <laughs> sci-fi kind of shark movies. Like have you seen Santa Jaws or, you know, Swamp Shark, Ghost Shark, any of those things. We I have love seen
0: Ghost Shark. I watched Ghost Shark with Oliver and he's like, do we have to watch the end? And I said, yes. yes my 10 year old i'm like yeah we're gonna have to watch the end of this we have to get all the way through it (laughs) so we We learn our lesson
1: we have to find out how this turns out (laughs) it's important
0: (laughs) so this motion picture was directed by uh colette sierra he's a catalan spanish director uh mainly worked in commercials before this Uh, And after this, he would go on to do some really good work with The Orphan, which I think is a fantastic little thriller, and The Shallows, which is a damn good shark movie. But he also (laughs) did four, (laughs) count them, four Liam Neeson movies. And, of course, (laughs) Liam Neeson is the most unproblematic figure we have in the acting world. I think we can all agree on that.
1: Well, thank goodness so far. So.
0: (laughs) Uh currently I he's the jungle cruise in the can and he's working on the Black Adam movie. So he's doing just fine. And this movie costs 40 million bucks. And I feel like all 40 million is on the screen.
1: Yeah, that 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 house is pretty cool looking. I I I have to say the you know it's a literal house of wax, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of mm. neat.
0: Yeah. I mean, the production design here is top notch and the physical makeup effects are fucking through the roof. I enjoy all the makeup effects in this.
3: Yes, they look amazing. And I was sitting like I was in the theaters like, oh, my God, (laughs) because I don't know if I had seen I had seen some stuff like that before, but not up close. They zoom in and I was like, oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, like poor uh, poor Jared Padalecki getting like half his face sliced off. That was pretty gnarly. Oh, not Jared. Not
3: Jared. I love him.
1: I love Supernatural.
0: <laughs> this is not the best Padalecki look of all of them. They seem to have given him Justin Bieber's hair.
1: Yeah, but I was going to say it's very early 2000s, so it's very of the time.
0: This yes. whole movie
1: is very, very early 2000s, right down to the Marilyn Manson on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of butt chug on this motion picture soundtrack is just really gross. I mean, it's not as bad as Freddy versus Jason. That has to be the worst soundtrack we've ever lived through. But this this one has at least some choice cuts, let's, let's say. Where whereas the I think where it fails is in the pop R and B selections they choose. It 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 sounds I don't know. Uh I, I wasn't a fan of that so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there there was much better music at the time than what they have chosen to display here
3: listen they could have made a song in the kitchen better than some of the songs they were making like <laughs> i was like what is this because i, I had never noticed when i was first watched it but now i'm like mm-hmm. what song is this even the songs that um we just talked about his beautiful eyes blake the character of blake. yes yeah, wow. blake. he's Pearl. rapping along to these songs i'm like what what are they talking about <laughs> what is this you are definitely losing freestyle friday
2: <laughs> i did like the random sprinkle of the mcr at the end was very much yeah. confused but i was happy
0: <laughs> well it starts with deaf tones. like there's some there is some good bands mixed in here but then also there's there's things that i just made my brain melt but let's get to our cast and, and talk about their characters in more detail uh first off we have carly uh she is played by uh alicia cuthbert who at this moment was hot off being chased by a mountain lion for two episodes on the second season of 24. That's right. For two episodes of a major television series, her character was chased by a mountain lion. <laughs> and that was the plot. I
1: feel like uh, Alicia Cuthbert has always played the same kind of character in every movie in which, I mean, she's fine. It's nothing against her acting ability. She always, mm-hmm. but she always gets cast as like... The girl that, like, every male character kind of stares at lasciviously.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Including her brother yeah. at times, which I don't think he means to. But, but oh, like, no. they have some weird chemistry happening in some scenes.
0: There's a real problem with her and Chad Michael Murray. Because they don't look similar enough to automatically peg them as siblings. Let alone twins. D-
1: They're supposed to be <laughs> twins. <laughs> right. Now I know boy girl twins don't aren't identical, but there's some similarity there.
0: Well, it also doesn't help that he is a good foot taller than her. So like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger were more convincing twins than these two.
1: And there's like a scene later in the movie where he's kind of like leaning in very closely towards her. <laughs> like that's not how someone you know stands next to their sister. no 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 no. like if you Uh, if you had told me that those that these two had dated on the set i would absolutely believe you
0: (laughs) yeah i I know they're going for we're twins and we have like uh a rivalry happening here but it just plays off on wait till i get you back to my trailer which is not the vibe you want from a brother sister duo
1: there's a there's a parallel because they're twins and you know, the killers, parentheses S are also twins that yes. I feel like they didn't, you know, this was an idea that someone said, oh, this would be cool. And then did nothing with it.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it exists. It's there.
1: You know, the whole thing, one's a bad twin, one's a good twin. And yet, except with Vincent and Bo, no, they're both bad twins. <laughs> they, they, both they, they, they both, you know, kill people and turn them into wax dummies.
0: Vincent is quite an artist though. So that's good. Now, do, do either of you have particular feelings about Alicia Cuthbert?
2: I agree with you guys. I was just, I just felt like, you know, it was just the Chad Michael Murray effect. It was very 2005. You know, he was really hot. So oh. I just, that's pretty much it. I think they just tried to do like a gaze, but it was not giving brother, sister. It was just, you know, real question mark. But I was still, I, you know, it. It's 2005. Yeah, she was fine. She was yeah.
3: okay. I did, I've had i never seen 24. I had never seen this woman before in my life when I watched this movie. And I was like, I mean, she's okay. She's yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, we have Paige uh, played by Paris Hilton, who is playing Paris Hilton, also Paige. There's no differentiation between these two things. Not
2: at
3: all. She has a signature tracksuit on. She's in here. She's ready for action. Sign- signature clip
2: <laughs> yes. I think if I I can't like I I'm not hundred percent sure. I feel like there was like a special or something on MTV, like when MTV was really into like movies and stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. um, around this time. And they kind of went into like the background of what was going on in the movie, like with the different scenes. I know we touched on um the scene where he's sitting and then all the waxes girl. <laughs> the wax is spraying <laughs> on him. Um, but they really were talking about Paris and how, you know, they wanted to, you, her scene later with the, um, you know, what happens to her yes, and yes. Uh, and how they really wanted to make that look as real as possible. And she was kind of floating around like, Hey guys, I'm on the set. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be crazy. I think that's why I wanted to see this <laughs> because of her.
0: Yes. I, I think there's, Oh, there's always someone who's sort of the, It person of a particular moment, and they, Hollywood wants to harness their star power somehow, and so they connive some sort of package for them. And she's fine here; she's fine. But the movie is not an acting showcase by any stretch of the imagination. Nor is her character given much to do. Like at one point, they float. Oh. I might, I might be pregnant, but I might not be. And it amounts to no development whatsoever.
1: Yeah. I mean, all these, all these actors are, are cast to be you know, attractive young adults. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's the you know, extent of their characters. I mean, it, At the best, you can say that uh, Chad Michael Murray's character is sort of the bad boy. And then <laughs> yeah. you've got the other character. I, I think his name was Dalton, who's kind of like <laughs> his sidekick.
0: Yes, they got a a real Gaston LeFou vibe (laughs) between the two of them. They might not be lovers, but give it time. That's what I'm thinking. They just got a real vibe
1: going. He
2: was very much playing himself, in my opinion, um, because he was he played Cindy's boyfriend in Scary Movie. Um, So when I saw him again, I'm like, oh, he's like the same guy, except this time he has a shirt on.
0: (laughs) And I, listen, if you're gonna ha- hire CMM at this moment in time, you get that shirt off.
1: Yeah, I appreciate I appreciated the, uh, the, you know, you know, the the you know that the the beefcake shot of him taking his shirt off to hand it over to his to his sister. That you don't always see that in slasher movies.
0: No, and the the angle they give it is like get a load of this angle. No, no, <laughs> check out the gutters, they're working. <laughs> All right, abs up, pecs on point, delts working it. Uh, we also have Blake the aforementioned Blake uh played by Robert Richard that he's got a he's got a little dash in his name for a little flavor uh and then uh yeah we've got the Dalton uh who appears to be a von Dutch hat brought to life by a blue fairy after she lost a bet
3: <laughs> that character there is so much going on with that character they look like He dresses like someone out of the uh, GTA Vice City game a little bit. I was like, (laughs) what the fuck do you have on?
0: (laughs) He seems to have the baggiest clothes they could possibly give him. They're trying to hide whatever is happening underneath them. He just has, again, for Florida, a lot of fucking clothes on
3: listen. And they're going to be wet, so it's going to be feel like you're carrying a tent with you because you, you're you just carrying big, wet fabric now.
2: Very 2005.
0: We we have Padalicki in, in this as well. And so I just kind of got that vibe between Chad Michael Murray and Padlicky that they are constantly at loggerheads at WB Mondo shoots. Just it's always a dick measuring contest between them at the time. I don't know. Maybe Chad Michael Murray is just jealous of Had to lick his hair maybe that's it i don't know it's it's,
1: it's good hair but i mean you know when you got pecs like that there's no reason for you to be jealous of anybody else
0: you're on a basketball drama that eventually will have a dog eat a heart on camera like that's the highlight of that show a dog (laughs) eats a heart what show is this that's a plot point he was on uh one tree hill Uh, Which started out as a basketball drama and very quickly became a soap opera. And in later seasons, one of the dads, who is like the big villain of the piece, needs a heart transplant. And the guy transporting the heart to the hospital uh, gets bumped into and the heart falls on the ground and a dog eats it. I'm I'm not kidding. That is a real <laughs> fucking thing. That really fucking happened on national
2: television. What in the <laughs> I'm looking at her face. She is blown away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is we here on Kill by Kill, we just deliver all the stupidest information you could possibly gather on a motion picture. That's our nom diploma.
1: Yeah, we're we're dropping trivia, but none of it is useful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> certainly not useful in understanding the motion picture we're talking about so just so people know what the kind of setup for this is once again it's a we'll very
1: very long setup for
0: reasons i can't quite understand the reason these people are all together is that they're all going to attend a college football game for a university none of them go to
1: but it's the, but it's the biggest game of the year it's the big blake keep, blake keeps telling us that
0: between some college and another college that we will not name because we do not have the rights to do so. It's it's like Satine from uh, The Visitor. <laughs> and uh, Blake's newfangled GPS, which he is absorbed in, like, oh, my God, can you believe this small iPod display screen is inside of this truck? It's just awe-inspiring. It takes them on a wild fucking goose chase. And they end up camping overnight near Trudy's world-famous uh, House of Wax Museum, which uh, the sign is, says children free, meaning that children enter free. But it also sounds like it's free of children.
1: <laughs> I, ha- I have to, before we go on, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask any, everybody, have, have any of you ever been to a wax museum? Yes. Oh, yeah. So in Baltimore, there is an
3: African-American oh. history museum. And my sister, when I was like 15, my sister was like, you're going in here. We're taking you in here. And I go in here like, first of all, I've been watching horror for a long time. So this traumatic kind of horror is bad. But why she <laughs> takes me as a as the grown up and she in here crying, looking at the, And I understand. But oh. I'm also 15. So I'm looking at her like, are you? kidding me right now. Oh. You dragged me to this museum and you are crying. But now I was growing up. I'm like, oh no, she was upset because she's empathetic. And I was a right. shithead teenager who was like, girl, <laughs> you drove me an hour to this sad place. I want to go to the mall. I want to go to Hot Topic.
0: You were not in the right headspace for the experience. Let's say that.
3: Yes, but it, it was creepy. And then in my high school took me to one. And when you get on the They take you on a slave ship. And when you go on, there's like an audio speaker in the back. And it's like saying, remember, remember. It's like whispering. I'm like, oh, my God, this is really scary. (laughs) I'm trying to, I had to go.
0: Uh, Gina, have you ever been to a wax museum? I
1: I have. I've been to the Madame Tussauds here in New York. And then Uh um, some years ago, I went to, uh, I believe it's called the Hollywood Wax Museum in San Francisco which is much better than Madame Tussauds because it's way tackier um, <laughs> you've got the like the celebrities that don't oh I've been to the Mount Tussauds in Las Vegas too, which is a whole other thing it's it's hilarious. Um, but the the Hollywood wax Museum has a, a section where it's all devoted to like famous murders and like a torture chamber and all sure. and, like, and, and there's a whole big I mean this was like, 25 years ago but they had a whole like tableau devoted to jack the ripper and 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 it was just like you've got like someone in a you got like a, a wax figure like in a cage hanging from the ceiling and i'm like oh this is bitching <laughs> <laughs> and, and again it's it, the worse that the 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 figures look the better it is uh, uh, i i implore all three of you and anybody listening to try to look up online um all figures of Tom Hanks in wax because that is that's someone they cannot manage to do a good wax figure of for some reason. Um yeah,
0: somehow the most visible face in, in, in the world in the last thirty-five years is unknowable when you try to recreate it in wax.
1: But you can definitely tell when they have the recycled you know old figures for new ones, like uh for some reason, uh it, it is a minor obsession of mine, wax museum, but um If you see, like, wax figures of Lady Gaga, she is Mm -hmm. often recycled from figures of Cher. They just literally (laughs) just put, like, a different wig on her and, like, a different outfit. But the facial features are very similar.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I could see that. You know, I, I'm struggling to think if I've ever gone to a proper wax museum. As opposed, as,
1: as opposed to, like, in an in in illegal wax museum?
0: <laughs> a wax museum a neighbor just happens to have constructed in their basement or something like that. Um, so all of them decide, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about again? Oh, yeah, a house of wax. Uh, so all these six friends decide uh, it's too late at night for us to drive through the night let's just stop in the middle of nowhere camp and by the way these fucking tents are gigantic
1: there's like five of them and they have like these like you know truck tarps as as tents
0: (laughs) they're gigantic like one one is it it seems like an apartment like my first apartment was like (laughs) that size and i was also sleeping on an air mattress and i had cardboard furniture now, ladies, don't comment me what all at once because I know there's nothing more attractive than a man with cardboard furniture. You've
1: got those, got You're... those, got those unframed posters on the wall.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, Gina, I had um, three teaser posters for the X Files. <laughs> three, <huh? laughs> Three. There were three. There's a blue one, a red one, and a green one, and I had them as a triptych on the wall because. I understand art <laughs> you, you,
1: you put that up and you did the thing where you like hold your hands up like you're trying to frame a shoot
0: and, oh, you're, yeah. like, My- and
1: you're like I'm so getting laid <laughs> I,
0: I needed to find where on the wall they really fit like how far apart should they be how close together you know what's the vibe happening here I mean it, it was a miracle I got laid at all and yet, it, uh, I was going to say, and same. yet
1: you did not frame them.
0: Oh, no, they were fucking framed um, with <laughs> cardboard frames. at South Coast video in the wall. <laughs> it uh, I, I don't still hold on to those. <laughs> I don't currently have them on display at the new house. Uh, let's put it that way.
1: I want you to turn. I want you to turn over your entire house and try to find a picture with those <laughs> in the background. That would be my, my uh, great, my, my, my greatest wish.
0: And you know what? I'll have to ask Becky, but I, I, I mean, it was a real fallow period for pictures because you're in your, it was before every phone had a camera on it. Uh, but I don't think I even owned a camera. I mean, I went through it living in Japan for a couple of years without having any photos of me anywhere because I didn't have a camera. I didn't own one. I was a fucking idiot.
3: Oh, like there, there's really no lying. evidence. Yeah, <laughs> like, there is
0: no evidence.
3: Yeah, there's no evidence because you know pictures or it didn't happen, but it happened in your brain. You remember the experience. Yes,
0: a lot of things happened in my brain, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Hass of Wax. So as they're camping, we kind of get a vibe for their their dynamics. We have uh, we have uh, Nick. <laughs> I have to look at their names every single time. This doesn't bode well. Uh, Nick uh, sort of smoking and surly in the background while everyone sets up a tent. One of the guys, Dalton, makes a really good he-man haircut joke at Jared Padalecki, which I enjoyed a lot. And also drinking moosehead beer, which which is something we uh, have not seen, Gina, since My Bloody Valentine.
1: And I was going to say, not in, in, in Florida. Why are you drinking moosehead in Florida?
0: Well, here's the problem with Moosehead and Florida. This film was made in Australia.
1: Wow. Wowie.
0: Which is why there are so many gum trees in the background. A tree you're not going to find in Florida.
1: Some random, like, crocodile in the background. (laughs)
0: Right. Surprised giant spiders aren't attacking them constantly. Wombat
1: jumps out at them
0: wet koalas screeching in their general direction
1: that'd uh, be amazing if just threw a koala bear in there honestly
3: the pokemon uh, live there so i don't understand how any pokemon <laughs> did not pop out into the camera like a uh, uh, like oh, I just imagine a wild bulbasaur pulling up on them like
0: yeah i can't imagine catching them all in this environment if i'm being honest with you especially because so many of them end up dead And those dead animals end up in one giant pit that smells. Now, I don't know about any of you, but if I decide I'm going to spend some time in an area and I smell every time the wind blows the stench of a pit of dead animals it's time to move on
1: yeah it, at least go down the road or something right i wouldn't do that you know, i would do that and i also would not you know seek to find the source of the smell right. because, because it's not going to be anything good
3: no 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 ejecto cuz like we are leaving it is time to go i would have literally said we're not camping anymore I will drive through the night to the game. I will listen. I'm not staying here because at that point, my adrenaline would have been running. Something smells dead because I'm immediately going to think mm, it's a monster out here. It's a zombie. Let's get in the car. Let's
1: go. It's time to go. Sure. Yeah. No. It's, it's like either there's a dead animal or a dead human. And either way, I am not going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, but- so why am I trying to find it?
0: Um, speaking of the sort of uh, the stench of death, how about fashion? In this uh, motion picture, Uh, Carly is dressed like she's going to the premiere of a Disney Channel. (laughs) Well, it is a sad outfit.
2: It's very 2005 that this is why I love it. It's it's, (laughs) like the nine nine two thousand, especially the early two thousands. It was just basically a great time, but a random clusterfuck. So I'm just going with it. I'm like, okay, she got a tank top on this. I don't know what they got on over here. Okay, we got the velour sweatsuit. This literally describes every mall scenario in the early 2000s.
1: Yeah, all they all they needed. Like, someone should be wearing Uggs. I mean, I don't yeah. imagine wearing Uggs would be very comfortable in, uh, in Florida. But, you know, you have to, you have to <laughs> suffer for fashion.
0: Uh, once upon a time, Uggs were unfashionable. But because I grew up here in Southern California, they were big in surfer culture. Because if once you got out of the ocean, you didn't want to put on shoes. You would put on Uggs. Um, but I also, uh, once upon a time, um, used to wear Uggs to community college. And at the time I was in a play that required me to use a bullwhip. So I would practice the bullwhip on the football field in Uggs. And
1: <laughs> Wow. You just, you just let out all your secrets in this episode. <laughs>
0: Listen, if anyone was attracted to me just but on the basis of the lovely bass tones of my voice, let it be known. I'm a massive dork. And here's an experience here. I wore Uggs and I used a bullwhip in public.
1: <laughs> what a, what play were you doing? I to uh, you to taming
0: use- of the Shrew. Uh, we were doing Taming of the uh, Shrew. So okay. I, had, I had to be able to bullwhip. Um and wrap that whip around somebody and drag them to me against their will so that I could uh win a bet and then me magically fall in love together. Gina it's you know tails all the time.
1: I'm just thinking of that uh, that Saturday Night live sketch with the uh, the the guy using the bull whip and he just keeps like like hitting people in the face with it. he's supposed to be like very <laughs> very skilled with it but like he just like he 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 just misses everything that he hits. <laughs>
0: um i i gotta look this one bad boy up you know what what is also very 2005 gay panic jokes this movie is rife oh with yeah gay panic jokes yeah it and, is,
1: and a, little, uh, a little a little and a little slut shamey too oh, oh yeah. yeah
2: very stinky behavior
3: yes very smelly behavior definitely i'm with you
0: this is a, a very weird dynamic that is happening here. Um, and yet it persists for far too long. I agree with Gina there. This movie would be great. Just like top notch entertainment at 95 minutes. You could just cut a lot of this. It,
1: it, it's literally takes over an hour before someone gets killed. That's and that's yeah. a, that's a lot for, for this kind of movie. That is a long time. What? Um, The football game is so important that it takes up like 45 minutes. And you've got to establish, you know, what the deal with Nick is and that. Doesn't really go anywhere. Have much bearing on the on the plot overall. It, you know, you know, it Naturally, as soon as it seems like the sister might be in danger, all is forgiven. And he even says that, that her boyfriend's a nice guy. And yeah, you know, whatever, fine. You you got to you know t- you know they take a lot of time establishing who these characters are, even though again, none of it really matters much.
0: Yeah, I mean they are trying. I just wish that it added up to something in in terms of that. I think this film has you know some there's some really good good stuff in that but i feel like they're attempting to make characters here they just can't quite pull the thread all the way through on like nick acts like a dick but he really helped dalton out in a bad situation and said oh no i stole that car and but it was really dalton you're like well i don't care about dalton i (laughs) why what do i care like this is. Please give me a reason I mean, to care I mean, he, about anyone. You, you here.
1: can make Nick be the final boy without without having to go through this big reveal that actually he's not such a bad guy.
0: I, I, in fact, he could still be a bad guy and not want his sister killed let's let's say that out. right
1: exactly but yeah this was actually i watched this for the first time f- for this show um i i literally finished it like two minutes before we started recording and when i saw that this was like an hour and 50 minutes i was like what <laughs> <laughs> i was like how is a movie about a bunch of teens you know getting killed and turned to wax dummies almost two hours long
0: we got a lot of searching through dark houses to get through which is part of the issue uh, they're threatened, uh, you know, threatened and, and dick fingers uh, by a truck, which Nick throws a, a beer bottle at. This kind of comes into play when they notice that ta- that that headlight is out later on in the movie. But uh-huh, could have done without it, too. Anyways, they find a giant pit of dead animals. <laughs> and they also find one of our favorite people, Gina. It's Damon Harriman. Yes. Australia's. Greatest permanent American hick.
1: Yes, uh, also also known for uh, playing Charles Manson for about 10 seconds in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow.
0: But he also played Charles Manson for longer than 10 seconds in Mindhunters.
1: That's true. He did, but very effectively.
0: Yes, he's very, very good at playing... Slazy American doofuses and criminals.
1: That's not entirely true. He was in a movie called The Nightingale, in which he got to use his, his actual Australian accent, but was also a <laughs> villain.
0: Someone let this man be a romantic lead already. He's proven he can do everything else.
1: He was a he was a, a horrible rapist who gets a wonderful come-up in. Yay? But that's not a fun yeah. movie. You shouldn't watch that.
0: No, I no. I I could feel that it w- would trigger the living hell out of me. Um, but anyways, his character is not given a name, so we're yeah, just going to call he, him he, Roadkill.
1: No, he's, a um, oh God, something starts with a, with an L. Lester? Lester, thank you. Lester? He is given a name, yeah.
0: I couldn't find any evidence of it, but I'm glad he's, he does. He's
1: credited as Lester. Oh. Now, whether or not, I, I feel like someone said his name in it at some point, but.
0: He spends a lot of time leering. He's our Lear cam for the, he, for the middle he, section he of the movie. He
1: carries a filthy knife. That Just looks like a tetanus shot waiting to happen.
0: Cat Jazz, do you think that you could be a roadkill person professionally? Do you like, do you think yeah, that's a, something you could do if you found you, you were in need of a job?
2: Absolutely,
3: uh uh-uh. uh, no. I would rather be the person who dances in front of the building when they're doing tax season, yep. and I'd rather <laughs> dance with the signs wearing the <laughs> Lady Liberty outfit. Yep. I'd yep. rather do that
2: before this. <laughs>
3: I'd rather eat a denim jacket. I would.
0: <laughs> now, how much do you get paid to eat denim jackets today? Like, what is that going for?
2: Uh, it, you know what? It's going to put more on the table than picking up this roadkill because I'm not <laughs> doing it.
1: Yeah, I, I have to say it probably makes more than whatever you their, whatever money they're making that allows them to keep doing this. So the the big reveal is I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the movie. Sure, by by saying that this town that these these young people end up in is, it's only, it turns out to be three brothers, but predominantly it's two brothers up to the point where there's a big twist. Oh no, there's a third one and he's still alive. And the whole town is populated by wax figures that are apparently mostly people they kidnapped and, and turned into the figures. Um, I don't know how they are, what they are living on. Or or how they are affording food or electricity or I, I'm not quite sure. Cause the the main antagonist, Bo, he ostensibly runs a gas station. But but this is also in a town that is inaccessible by car. Yeah. So I, I don't know you know, what the local economy of this of this town is.
0: Do they live near a natural wax spring? Like how are they? It's one thing to to start with like, all right, we're going to make a wax museum and we're going to have to import some wax so that mom can follow her passions. You know, some moms crochet, uh, you know, others join an MLM. She's like, I'm going to make a wax a museum made out of wax. So, yeah, like she's buying wax to bring in there. But when she passes away and they start this project of converting passersby into Living dead people made of wax. Where are they getting this fucking wax from? Like, are they sending it away in the mail? How is it getting to them?
3: They have to be sending away for it. They're probably robbing the people they're kidnapping, mm-hmm. selling their cars. Oh,
0: that is true. They're sitting on a treasure trove.
3: Don't know how they're eating. Don't know how they're eating. I feel like Bo would bite the head off of a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He would. He's only got really half a mouth to do it with, too, because he's only got the chompers on the one side, and the other one's kind of a a floppy mess. Might have to puree that, work it with a straw.
1: I I love, I, I love the, uh, the, the very short flashback at the beginning of the movie that, like, (laughs) you're supposed to think that that the the screaming, you know, devil child is is the one with the facial deformity, but no. That's the no. one that—that's the one that looks "quote unquote" normal. What a twist! What a twist. It's
0: twisty. It's a real shamalama lamb land there.
2: <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I could not find the third high chair. Like, did I miss it, or is this like that child came later?
1: I think he was supposed to be younger. Okay. Yeah, he's younger.
2: They tricked me because I was like, <laughs> I was looking for pictures even in the wax house. I'm like, damn, they didn't even care about him. Like, it really got him running on errands. It couldn't even put a picture on the wall. Well, you know when you when yeah. you
1: when you give birth to to children that are are you know conjoined twins who are joined at the face. I mean, you know, any subsequent children are going to kind of be you know, not very interesting after that.
0: <laughs> right. Like, oh, great, Lester learned how to walk, but we separated these two twins from the face I lo- like, you're I love never the, gonna live up to the spot i
1: love the photoshop picture of the babies where it looks like the ones are just <laughs> gnawing into the other one's back of the other one's head
0: lester here has a really dirty knife we get a nice that's not a knife this is a knife but it would have been better if he was allowed to speak in his australian accent because that's what you want
1: it would have made any um, sense but but it would have been better <laughs> yeah
0: why not I mean, they're huge movie people. Um, So Charlie and Wade eventually wander into this town called Ambrose. And this is where we meet a guy named Bo, who happens to be dressed like he's just auditioned for swingers.
1: Again, 2005, (laughs) baby.
0: Is it two thousand and five? I don't remember I think, suits being that baggy. I think we were still. I think
1: we were still kind of just coming out of the uh, the, the the swing music revival at that point.
0: Oh, well, then again, he is cut off.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, they're not like they're you know on the internet and keeping up with the fashion trends. <laughs> no. you, you know, if that, if the I mean, the, the, the town was supposed yeah. to have been abandoned like ten years prior, so that would have been like nineteen ninety five. So yeah, that kind of actually makes sense.
0: Okay, yeah. Now that now the swinger suit makes sense.
1: I don't know if that's what they intended but but that's yeah. you know it, it kind of tracks a bit
0: yeah it, it, make, it makes the zoot suit Riot thing that <laughs> he's got going on make a lot more sense we get this whole thing like Bo's pretending that he's at a funeral and it's like how dare you walk into this <laughs> church?
1: here's what i have to i had to ask mm-hmm. like i said this is one of those movies I, I liked it i i liked it better than i thought i would um mm-hmm. Was this funeral? Is this something he does all the time, or is it, or is this something he set up you know knowing that they would go in there? like is this, is this I, part is this part of getting the ball rolling and in, in, in trapping them?
0: I think it's part of trapping them. I think he knows when people cross the count the city limits or whatever by some sort of i don't know jason signal remember the in the friday the 13th remake he had a series of bells that <laughs> went through all his his bomb so, he, so, so
1: in comparing him to jason he also had that sort of psychic you know predetermination to know that they would just walk into the church looking for someone yeah to help yeah them.
0: unlike jason who who knows your fuck style and he uses that against you Bo has an idea of how how desperate are you to find clues and just look everywhere. Because Wade, as a character, is too fucking nosy for his own. Oh, my God. Good. They
1: are. You know, he is. They, they both are. They're, they're, they're just poking around. You know, They, they you just know, can't stop. You know, going in places that are clearly you know, closed and locked. And I just want to look at it.
0: Now, Kat and Jazz, are, are either of you like you can't stop yourself from like, uh, you know, pulling a little Nancy Drew when you're in someone's place where you're like, I got to figure out what's happening here.
3: Absolutely not. I am, I would not be. He's touching the, he's playing the piano. Mm. I'm like, wait a minute. You, you walking around like this is your house and you pay rent. This place is, <laughs> you're not even supposed to be in here. You mm. came here for a time and belt. You are, I think it's a time and belt or some one of them belts in the car. I don't a know. A fan belt. A fan belt. You over here trying to get a belt and you over here touching stuff and in the wax museum looking at people. I'm like, you need to be worried about this car.
0: You went to the zoo with Wade. He'd end up like pole vaulting into the tiger and clothes. Like he can't fucking stop. It, you, someone needs to slap him hard across the face and go, get your nose out of everyone else's fucking business.
3: No, he gets what he gets what he deserves because you know, the same way he would have jumped into that tiger and the tiger would have whooped his ass. It's the same. <laughs> Reason that what happens to him happens to him because he walking around touches stuff and that's what you get. You should have had your hands in your pocket and your buns should have been in that car waiting for that
1: belt.
0: Yeah. I like this attitude.
1: Yeah, all this all this all this starts because everybody's really impatient. Yeah, they can't fucking wait. You know, they they you know they, they decide to they have to, you know, stop off the side of the road because, you know, Blake wants to get to this football game. You know, they they start poking around where they don't belong because, you know, Bo has the audacity to take 15 minutes longer than he said he would. And, yes. and it's just like, just stay where you are, for God's sake.
0: But it doesn't matter in the end because once Wade starts his investigation, he won't fucking stop. He finds all sorts of, you know, this creepy stuff. Like this movie is is up to its neck and creep. Like that that part works. But uh, finally, uh, it, it it something is too much for him, and as he heads outside, he gets scissored in the Achilles tendon.
1: He, by Vincent. He gets he gets gauge created.
0: He sure does. He folds like a, a a an old chair right on the ground. Uh and ends up ends up taking a, a knife to the, well, it's above his heart. It's like right below the shoulder. It's not a fatal wound, but it's not fun.
1: As opposed to Bo, who takes an arrow directly into the heart and somehow does not die immediately. Right. Yeah. His heart's and
3: made
0: of stone. Weird. But then again, he t- adds a weird one for me. After takes a giant gulp of Gatorade, like I don't know that this is an electrolyte problem, a man.
2: <laughs> Very much Florida.
1: Yes, <laughs> Florida man <laughs> mm-hmm. says that's a sentence. I mean, at least he didn't like just like you know take a drink and you know pour it on the wound. Yeah,
0: <laughs> this is what plants need. Uh. <laughs> So uh, and uh, we learn after this fact, we kind of get to see into Vincent's methods, as it were, with Wade.: This is the coolest um, this is
1: the coolest part of the whole movie. I really love is. I love seeing how the sausage gets made. <laughs> and
0: this is a real process. I, I have to say, Vincent is an artist. He really is. Like
2: he's fucking good at this. He's so good, it's literally scary.
0: Listen, because
3: those things look. When I first saw that movie, and I, I was like, this, these look, these look real, because they're all corpses. And mm-hmm. so he would also make a good. Uh, what's the person who like puts makeup on like the corpses and prepares the bodies? He probably would be really good at that. A mortician. Yes, mortician. Yes. I don't know if the morticians do. Do they do the makeup too?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's generally, a yeah, gig. yeah.
3: Listen, if he would have did this instead of you know murdering people and making wax, he could have actually maybe afforded a yeah, better lifestyle. Um,
0: yes, yeah. Get you one of those half face masks, like on that uh, that HBO Atlantic City Boardwalk Empire. Yes, that one guy's got a half mask on.
1: I was gonna say, or you can you know, get some you know, decent reconstructive surgery instead of walking around looking like half his face melted off. Listen, yeah.
3: Also, this is prime St. Lunatics time. He could have really <laughs> wore a face uh, face mask like Murphy Lee and would have been fine.
2: Either or, there was a solution.
0: Eleven yeah. out of ten reference. Please make it again. Stop notch <laughs> So yeah, we get to see, as Jane mentioned, how the sausage is made. Vincent uh, he sews Wade up, uh, then gives Wade a full facial hair Brazilian. Just takes it all off.
1: That was the most, That was the most painful part of the whole movie for me. <laughs> like, that and uh, that and Alicia Cuthbert like having to like open her mouth with the glue on it. Oh. oh. See, I mean, this is that
0: era that sort of quote unquote torture porn era where they're really focusing on like the worst kind of thing you could live through sort of moment in horror. And I think this movie finds a way to weave that in without it being grody in the wrong way like morally wrong it's just uh, it you, like you don't like it you don't think oh but you it's also accomplished in a way you're like oh he took off the top of a finger that's gonna fucking hurt um and then he puts him in a in a what looks like some sort of soft contraption that that puts him in a particular position with little uh, pin pokes that are poking at, him, poking at him poking at him poking at him and sprays him down with wax and then gives him a good satiny finish uh, puts a wig on him sets him down at a piano and he's good to go
2: terrifying stress
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about any of you but I find the concept of being sealed alive inside of wax immobile less fun than you might think
1: yeah I mean one question I have is is are all of the 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 wax figures in this are they are they all still alive? I mean obviously I obviously if- someone like Dalton was not but but right. because his damn head got taken off but about yeah. <laughs> but are are some of them at least still alive?
0: Uh, I mean I think they're alive until they're not.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh if he, if they catch them alive, I think you go through the process and you just rot within the wax shell Bleh. and that we kind of see that along the way
3: Bleh. yeah no this is an extreme version of the cast of Amontillado like instead of getting sealed behind a wall mm. they just sprayed you into the wax cast and you just got to sit there with your uh-huh. eyes moving around as you die you got to sit there with a
1: terrible wig on your head you know how I feel <laughs> about wigs Patrick
0: <laughs> I do
1: no yes. part no part in it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, and he was he was a guy with a great head of hair, and they're just not give they're not giving him the justice that he deserves. And That's the one place that Vincent isn't quite up to snuff. But then again, he's not working with the best wig making materials. Ultimately,
1: I Vincent, mean, you know, Vincent's you know, wig itself isn't very good. You know, he, yeah. he, hair hair <laughs> hair styling is not his forte.
0: It isn't. His his talent lies in other areas. Let's put it that way. Uh, meanwhile, Carly has this whole like, I'm trapped in a truck, and I'm trying to get to my phone, and the top you know half of the truck goes off a small cliff. It, it, after Scream Two, you can kind of tell like when it comes to suspense sequences, that is not where this movie is really bringing it home. It, it's it's just not to that level it's not that i don't like it i like it quite a bit but here you kind of like lose the plot of where people are or why it's important or who they're hiding from it kind of cat and mouse is not something he works out in this film he does it much better in the shallows later on
3: okay i haven't seen the shallows yet um heard good things would like to check it out but you're right uh the tension is not there like i said i think they're focusing on the gotcha with the the crazy wax concept or stabbing people in the Achilles, which always sends me like, I (laughs) ooh, like they're getting in with the torture, the glue, the finger chopping, Mm -hmm. all of those things.
0: Dark castle was kind of famous for a system. And it was, it was, they were basically one room horror movies where they would build one huge set. And then all the action would take place in that set That's the way House on Haunted Hill works. It's the way that 13 Ghosts works. It's the way way that uh, Death Ship. What was the death cruise? Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship works. (laughs) Uh, Which uh, really goes downhill after that opening. But uh, they would build one gigantic set and then everything would take place there. So it wouldn't be like a film that has a lot of locations. Whereas here... This is a film that does have a lot more locations than the usual Dark Castle fair. And I think that because of that scope, it it loses some of the proximity. Whereas at the end, when they're all trapped in the melt now melting House of Wax, that fucking works for me. I'm, that is when this movie kicks into the right gear. It,
1: it, it is pretty great, but I, I have to, I was trying to imagine what it must have been like trying to walk through that. And all, all I could think is like, it's like, must be like walking through. Yes. Wow. It is the
0: most affecting melting stairs that we've seen. And, but, you know, but also like
1: them. nobody gets burned by it, which is, which yeah. is, which is odd to me because have you ever had, you know, you had hot candle wax school in your hand or something. It doesn't feel good.
0: Gina, have I had hot wax put in places? Is that what you're asking
1: me? On the down low, is that what you're asking me? Things are getting weird. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Oh my God, did you
0: hear the last episode? Patrick started talking about hot wax on his body. (laughs) I felt
1: weird. Anyway,
3: anyway, it burns. No, (laughs) I was watching the ending again today. And they were running up, and the wax was splashing upward. Like, I'm like, y'all are like shin deep in hot yeah. ass wax. Like, is <laughs> no one's going to
1: react to this?
2: Suspended his right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're too hot to be hot, I think, is what it comes down to.
1: I mean, it's not exactly lava, but it's kind of like lava.
0: Uh, let's cover a couple of these character deaths because uh, we, we don't want to miss anyone. We, we get Dalton uh, investigates some shit. Uh, turns out he finds Wade uh, at that piano and <laughs> attempts to free him by peeling a good chunk of his face off.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me, you know, uh, I don't know if this is going to go up uh, before or after the episode of Hannibal we talked about, but there's a very similar scene to this in um, one of the recent episodes of Hannibal we covered, oh, where, yeah. where the, the, uh, the person was covered in resin and had to try to peel some of it off. And like, yeah, ended, that'll be next like, week ended up like tearing off some of his skin and it was very, uh-huh. it was very gruesome. This, this is pretty close to that.
0: Yes, I would agree. <laughs> it is wildly uncomfortable uh, and it's made even worse when uh, Vincent comes by and hacks off a good chunk of wade's face for for measure and you can just see his eyes darting around and crying underneath
1: like oh he's a human being yeah and and apparently like in the the according to the plot description on wikipedia that that is wade dies that from that that's that's why that's why we don't see him anymore we do but like for like a second but yeah apparently that that had that killed him
0: that that pretty much did him in that's all he could take Uh, Dalton uh, ends up stumbling down a bunch of stairs and Vincent kills him off with two knives and as a kind of like a a scissors thing. He kind of he decapitates him with two knives like Vincent's an artist, Gina.
1: Yeah, that's that's some flair. That is flair. Also, 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 Vincent's got some amazing upper body strength because you you can use two knives to cut someone's head off. Uh, And also, just you know, flangs a pole at someone and goes right through their forehead. (laughs) Absolutely, he like javelins Um, that thing at her.
0: Yeah, uh, Blake gets a big old neck wound, and then we have an extended cat and mouse uh, between Paige/slash Paris Hilton and Vincent, in which he javelins a rusty pipe through her head. Which, again, the practical effects in this movie are chef's kiss yep.
1: yeah yeah I, I appreciated that when he was trying to when he was pulling the pipe out of her head the uh the closed captioning on my tv <laughs> said said crunch squish
0: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, I think you could title this episode Crunch Squish. Like, that's what this movie is. Ooh. It's top-notch Crunch Squish.
3: It is. It's a lot of squish. It is a lot of squish. And when he he went down with the— First of all, I didn't know those were two knives. I just knew those were scissors. And he chopped his whole head off so quick, but the eyes were still blinking after he chopped his head off. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Everyone keeps blinking after they die, and I need to understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have the feeling we're. I have the feeling we're all going to pick the same death for Choose Your Own Death Venture because because of yeah. the the you know the quickness of it, because mm-hmm. everybody else's destinies are pretty dragged out.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I mean, do we have any other things that we want to talk? Because we kind of talked about the end all along the way. I mean, the end of this movie is fantastic with an entire house melts and you have to crawl out of it like. Mm, thumbs up all the fucking way did we miss anything
1: the exterior shots are a little shaky i think a lot of the flame effect is cgi but 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 the interior is really really well done i i i have to say It's, it's it's pretty effective Yeah, no, the inside looks great, especially
3: with effects where they're peeling the walls back and shit like that, because now the house is literally Play-Doh, and we can just do whatever (laughs) we want. But they're trying to walk steady, but they're slipping because the floor is melting. It is stressful the whole time.
2: Yeah, I definitely feel like it aged well. I mean, obviously, it's 2005, and you're looking at the graphics, um, and it's like, oh, okay, woo, it's a fire pit from hell. Everyone's melting. (laughs) But it's not like I hate looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is still fun and enjoyable.
1: I did yeah, like, I, I did like how um, Bo just sort of, you know, slowly fell through the floor. <laughs> I, just, I really like. I I thought that was pretty cool.
0: It it almost becomes a, a reference to the Nightmare on Elm Street phantasm pit that that mom uh, drops down to, where yeah. the flaming the Freddy chokes her out for five minutes, and everyone stands back like. I'm not getting involved in that. That's just too much for
2: me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that Bo did not, you know, come leaping out again later. You know, once once he right. once he was dead, he's actually dead.
2: Yeah. Even down to um when you see them going up the steps. I had briefly said this to Jazz before we started chatting. But like you see him going up the steps in their uh Chad Michael Mary's. I'm I'm not even gonna call him by his name, in the movie. He's Chad Michael Mary. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray is going up the steps, and his feet just sinks into the stairs. And I was
1: like, right, "Is this nightmare on Elm Street?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's there's, there's a ton of like little you know winks and nods to other other horror movies in this.
0: I, I think it's a pretty well put together little motion picture. I think it's a yeah. Is it is it quite the gem that we hold the Mutilator up to? Well, the Mutilator is is kind of its own thing. That's it's right? yeah, I was gonna say
1: that's its own beast. I mean, this one does not have its own upbeat theme song and a blooper reel.
0: <laughs> a house of wax.
3: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ball break <laughs> Also I feel like they didn't spend forty million dollars on the mutilator either. Oh they sure no. did. <laughs> you
1: know
0: When their big special effect is putting milk in a pool, no, it's not quite. Filling, filling, filling some
1: condoms with blood. Yeah, no, they were (laughs) definitely not working with forty million dollars.
0: So yeah, but I do feel like everyone knows the sort of the assignment as it were, and they are all aimed in the same direction. Uh, It's not entirely successful, but it's also pretty damn fun to watch.
1: You know, as we've determined, our audience does not. You know, really go for you know our our you know, decrepit cells focusing on movies that are more than thirty years old. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to you know focus on more you know current ish movies.
0: It's a real how do you do fellow kids
1: move right. on our right. Yeah. And I I you know there was a period of in the from the late nineties to the mid two thousands where I really just kind of checked out of horror movies for a little while because it was really getting into you know the torture porn era and everything was a remake and everything was like you know, cast with like CW stars and, and I just was like, no, that's not for me anymore. Um and this was kind of, you know, fell into that category for me. So mm-hmm. I wasn't particularly enthusiastic about doing this. But, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. It was it was okay. It was pretty good.
0: cat jazz, what what is your final verdict on on House of Wax two thousand and five?
1: Um yes.
3: That's the verdict. I will definitely watch it again. It's just that like, especially if you kind of fast forward the first thirty five minutes and wait until mm-hmm. they just get into the church scene on. That's where the real action is, honestly. I can give a damn about that football game they were going to in the middle <laughs> right, of the movie. Right, exactly. Nowhere. That's just like nothing. Just don't even. Yeah. Yeah, they even showed us the traffic. Like, oh, we stuck in traffic, girl. I-.
2: <laughs> they gave me PTSD looking at the traffic. Listen. I was just like, I'm not even in the, the traffic. Please someone send help.
3: We're in a D.C. area and the traffic
2: is... Send help. I know it's not as bad as L.A. or Atlanta, parts of Texas, but please someone help.
0: Yeah, I- I've never had to do the Washington, D.C. traffic, but yes, L.A. has gotten particularly bad as as things have revved back to life uh but let let us talk of more pleasant things let's choose your own death venture and that is where we all decide individually of all the deaths presented in this motion picture if you were forced to die that way which one would you choose and why and of course up for bid we have take a couple stab wounds get your achilles tendon cut and then get sealed into wax get your face peeled off and die crying or you can uh, get your head cut off by two knives, or you can take a couple arrows to the arm and chest, take a couple bat hits, and then sink down into m- melted wax. You can get a pipe through the head, um, which was particularly nice, or you can get a knife to the neck. And how does Vincent really go out? He just kind of they
1: stab him in the back, and he and uh, he falls.
0: And he falls, and He he gets the phantasm pit reference, yes. Okay, well, Kat and Jazz, you are our very honored guests, and I would enjoy it if uh, you both would go first.
2: Oh, wow, thank you. Um, I have found and taken off my imaginary hat. I would mm-hmm. like to uh, go out like Vincent. Um, okay. It seems like after the initial shocker, oh, my God, just stabbed me, uh, he just, just died and yeah. it was quick and it was fast um it was very dramatic it had extra flair so the sajmi is jumping out uh and it's a great time and then i just die a fiery death because i'm already dead so now my body is ash you don't have to worry about burying me Boom. okay
3: yeah that's that's efficient yeah. i like that see um I too am dramatic because Leo and I have decided <laughs> that I will take the pipe to the head because there's a cute chase scene. I had an outfit mm-hmm. on. I'm giving mm-hmm. them drama. I'm running. I'm screaming. And then there's a pipe going through my
0: forehead. Now there is some spotty wig work happening here. Are you okay with with dying with that kind of like I can see where the inserts of, of, of the the piecemeal patchwork wig? Uh, things that are happening here, you're okay with going out like that?
3: Well, I'm dead, so I feel like I feel like uh, God won't judge me as I come up to the pearly gates True. with my wig sideways, because I have a greater problem, like the pole that's in the middle of my mm-hmm. head. Now, I do hate a poor wig, like it's gonna upset me and my homegirl that I'm going out in a synthetic wig with no part. Mm-hmm. Like that is sad,
2: but it's 2005, so actually, it would be very suitable for the time if your wig was crazy and or weave. So. We yeah.
1: forgive you. Oh, you're
0: right. Okay. You know what? That logic is solid to me. Gina, what say you?
1: Uh, I too, I'm going to take pipe through the forehead, but you know, for for much more simpler reason that it just seems the quickest death. Uh, I mean, we we kind of really uh, skirted over Blake's death because it technically takes place well, not not really. It doesn't really take place off screen, but he's just sort of like stabbed in the neck and like left there to die. And Man. and he seems pretty aware of what's happening to him, and and that's just like, bleh. that's just you know. I mean, the only the only to me, the only death worse than that is Wade's death because Wade's definitely aware of what's happening to him.
0: Oh yeah, no.
1: And I just can't imagine what sort of sadist would would you know choose that that you know way out for themselves. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a coward. I'm going to take you. Know, you know, she she you know was lights out almost immediately.
0: You know, and, no, she. She winks out. She like blinks and goes bye-bye.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, I will take pipe to the head.
0: Um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Dalton's way out. Um, not only is it quick, uh, but also I get to wear all that loose clothing. And I feel that's that suited my body type in two thousand and five. So
1: Yeah, but she also gotta wear a red hat. That has such a negative connotation now.
0: Oh, yeah that's true like i literally
1: uh, like grimaced when he first appeared on screen i was like oh wait no this is I like oh wait no this is 2005 that does not signify anything yet
2: <laughs>
0: we're we're already on the edge i mean it, it, it the most unbelievable part of this entire movie is right at the beginning we learned that that carly uh is going to be working in new york city as an unpaid intern at InStyle magazine and you're just thinking well legacy media and print that's not gonna that's not a career <laughs> you <shouldn't do> that. <laughs>
1: the most horrifying thing of all
0: like oh no 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 that that that's not going anywhere carly um but who knows where she went from here we'll never find out there was no sequel there never will be uh, but before we go, let's find out what our personal sequels will be. Cat uh, Jazz, uh, why can't why don't you tell us uh, where people could find you and where they can listen to you?
3: All right. Well, um, again, we are the Girl That's Scary podcast. I'm Jazz, the forty ounce connoisseur, and
2: I'm Cat Daddy. Honey.
3: And we are at Girl That's Scary on mm-hmm. Twitter instagram we have a website www.girlthatscary.com we also have a patreon um just go to just search girl that's scary in there and we will pop right on up um and we are what do we have coming up because i don't know when uh this episode comes out but Not this
0: friday but the friday after
3: oh
2: Okay. Well, the Friday after, we've got a lot of fun things coming out and coming down the pipeline. I think the Friday after, ooh, um, I'm crying because our O is like, oh. But... Oh, <laughs> like, what is coming out? I think it might be <laughs> zombie-related. I, I feel like that's what's in my might... t- Either that or it's large uh,
1: creature-related. Oh,
3: it's a large creature-related. Okay. okay, so um, I just looked at it. Great. So if you're listening, you got a treat. Um so when this comes out, King Kong would have just come out. Surprise! So we're talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a good time. We're talking about all of them.
2: Great.
3: So.
0: Every King Kong?
3: Um, mm. Unfortunately, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> even the heart transplant one?
2: Oh,
3: wait a minute. Which on? year was that?
0: Well, it's King Kong Lives. It's the 80s one with Linda Hamilton.
3: Yeah, I'm going to watch. If I can find it, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch <laughs> every single one I can find. Because you know I'm hard headed. No matter how terrible they say it is, I'm gonna look at it because I need to see it with my own eyes.
0: Well, that seventy six one, I wasn't. I had to get my parents' permission to watch at a friend's house during a sleepover because my mom was worried uh, whether or not I would be able to handle him washing a a woman underneath a a waterfall. She thought that might awaken something inside of me, and it did.
3: Uh, (laughs) I'm concerned.
0: (laughs) It is it is a weirdly horny movie. It King Kong seventy six is again. There's a lot of attractive people in it, and it is uh, that that, that uh, King Kong version. He leers a lot. She's, there's a lot of leer cam. She
1: has a lot more chemistry with the mechanical girl than she does with Jeff Bridges. It has to, be, which it, is hard to it, believe. It has is to Jeff be Bridges <laughs> it
0: really is weird. He blow dries her by blowing on her. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this before and all i can think is imagine how that must have smelled oh
3: god no
1: no
3: i'm like what if it smelled like hot dog water No.
1: i mean what is
0: king kong's diet he's like dining on random dinosaurs and stuff so like how does that age he's not flossing it's a whole thing
3: oh i feel like rotten meat might come out his mouth as he's, you know what (sighs) This this is what I'm gonna bring up during because I'm tired. <laughs>
0: well, I can't recommend your guys' podcast enough. I think you guys are hilarious. You're you're you obviously are wonderful friends, and your chemistry comes a lot. And you you love the the genre, and I think you're fantastic. I've wanted to have you on forever, so thank you so much for
2: being here. Oh, thank oh my you God, so much for having us. My heart and my eyes are misty. Yeah, no, Cat's Kat, eyes
3: really are misty. Uh, she cries all the time. It's really nice. My heart's made of stone, but I am
1: also moved by your kind words. (laughs)
0: i feel it uh gina where can people find you on these here internet
1: i write about television and movie and movies at the spool.net and i am on twitter under porcelain 72
0: do it today people check it out you can find us on you know twitter and all the regular places please rate and review us uh on your podcatcher of choice if that is an option it helps us be seen and heard by more people find us on patreon uh for more cool stuff until next time you know the body count will continue for myself and for Gina and Kat and Jan. Bye-bye, bye bye, everybody. Bye.